the future of online estate agents. Today, I'm joined by Verona Frankish, who is the boss lady, CEO of Yopa, who is the third largest online estate agent, although I think you'll call it hybrid, <laughs> won't you? Yes, okay. I will. Okay we'll, okay, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Um, behind Strike and Purple Bricks. Um, Verona, the online, online stroke hybrid estate agency model certainly has seen an awful lot of change with Strike. We're filming this in early June. The deal's not through yet, but it looks like it's going to go through with Strike buying Purple Bricks for a pound. Um, what is the future of online hybrid estate agency in the UK? Talk to me. So I think to understand the context, we need to go back a little bit. Thank so you. let's go back to pre-Purple Bricks. Um, I think there's there's been a number of um, pretenders. There's been a number of people who've tried, but nobody ever really got the mass traction that Purple Bricks did. And then I guess that that paved the way for people like Yopa and, um, and Strike and some other businesses as well. Nested is another one. And I think... Um, there's been a significant shift in customer understanding of what online hybrid is. So Yopa itself used to be um, referred to as your online property agent. Now, we would definitely um, shy away from that now. We, we would never refer to our business as online because that creates the perception that uh, it's very much do it yourself, that the customer does a lot more and the agent does very little apart from put it on the portals and market it. And that is absolutely not what we do. Um, so I think there's a, a very big range of what a customer would think online hybrid is versus what we would see it as. Why do you think there's almost like a glass ceiling? Um, and as you... On adoption. Yeah, I mean, if you go and look at other industries, online has, 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 been, has been adopted in so many industries. But in the state agency, there seems to be a ceiling of around 5 to 7%. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? So I think there's a number of reasons. One, um, that over the last number of years, Purple Bricks were a key driver in that 7%. And... Obviously, over the last couple of years, their market share has declined significantly, and that has contracted the total sector. Um, and therefore, that's that's given a perception to some people that maybe hybrid online doesn't work. Um, I think the other factor is buying a takeaway from Just Eat or Deliveroo, um, buying a few CDs on Amazon is not the same as selling your property that's worth, you know, hundreds and thousands of pounds that um, that you can do that in the same commoditized way. There has to be more care around it and there has to be people involved in that transaction. So I think that has limited the, the adoption. However, I think, I don't believe with the regulation that surrounds uh, the property transaction today that we're optimized to really understand what the potential is in the hybrid space because there are still big chunks of the transaction that are manual that aren't integrated with the process and therefore that doesn't necessarily then work for a seamless 
transaction for the consumer. It's interesting you say that because my opinion is this, is that mo when online has taken over traditional industries, not only has it sometimes made it cheaper, but it's made it easier for the client to do business yes. with. Yes. And I think that's where I'm making a sweeping statement here is that all you online estate agents haven't grasped that. But I think a big factor of that is the conveyancing process. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if you think about it, though, if, if you could nail that, then there is you could have a second coming. Mm -hmm. Pardon the pun. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and listen, that's not just a matter of finding the right technology, because as I, you would imagine, I'm work, working with a number of working groups to improve that part of the journey, that clunkiness. But it's not just about the technology to support that it's also about regulation that that and, and lobbying government in order to to change some of the rules around um aml and you know to change, we have to be secure of course we do we have to do the right things for the consumer both the buyer and the seller but we can do that in a much more efficient way than what we're doing it today if you were starting a large online estate agents in the mid-teens, mm -hmm. would have you thrown as much money at the advertising as certain firms would have done? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I'm not a big fan of big above-the-line marketing spend, and I'll explain why. I understand that Purple Bricks almost took one for the team in highlighting what, not only what Purple Bricks do, but what is possible in the online hybrid space. However, in any given year, there's only about 4% of the population that are going to move home. And that's only gonna happen every seven, eight years on average. So therefore, your logic says, I'm spending 96, I'm spending this significant investment and I'm avoiding 96% of the population over the next. So you have to keep doing it in order to, to get the traction. Constant. Exactly, exactly. So. We have opted for, in the last couple of years, we made that mistake, but we've opted in the last couple of years to have a much more efficient uh, investment in customer acquisition. So I'm not a massive fan, but I understand, I understand why that approach was taken in the early days. What would have you done differently then? At Purple Bricks or at Yopa? doesn't matter. I, I want you to go back to 2014. Mm -hmm. You're setting up a another online estate agency. Yeah. How will you spend the money? Um, I think there's two things that are massively important in my world, my sector. We have two customer groups. One, the customer, the paying customer, and the second one is the agent. And you have to, you have, to have a proposition that's attractive to both of them in equal measure in order to scale. And I think what's happened with Purple Bricks in particular over the years is that the second customer group, i.e. the agent, has been deprioritized and that has damaged them. So I think your, your focus has got to be providing a proposition packaged in a way that the customer can understand it that's going to attract enough of them for your business to grow at the same time as attracting the agents to sell a proposition that they believe that they can be successful and run their own business in being successful. Okay, so you've got your customer, which is the, the house seller, and you've got the customer who is the local property expert, whatever you want yes. to call them. Yeah. My opinion is, is that, and I'm making sweeping statements mm -hmm. for all of you here, is that there are estate agents out there that have grasped the personal branding approach mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and are doing exceptionally well. 
and I'm making sweeping statements here, and correct me if I'm wrong, but mm -hmm. I've not seen anything from you guys, mm -hmm. is why are why aren't firm, you're almost falling into the trap that the big corporates do? Is it's all about the firm? It's all about the brand. What about making it about the agents? So it all depends on what you mean about making it about the agents, because if you think having your face and your name on the board is making about the agents, it's I'm not. not necessarily sure that that's what it's about. I, I agree with you on mm -hmm. that. I, I'm talking about, you know, everyone's attention's on these nowadays, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. creating valuable, interesting local content, video tours, property tours with them in the was becoming local property experts actually becoming what the job title i know mm -hmm. it's not your firm but yeah well, i've always been really surprised well it's funny you should say that and i didn't plant this earlier um but we are actually in the process of rolling out a local marketing approach to support our agents from a central level we are absolutely crystal clear that the only way we can be successful is if our local agents are successful in their local communities. Hence what you said earlier on in the previous video, there are other agents that have, you know, teens mm -hmm. market share. Yeah, absolutely. And their success is being because they're part of the local community. They're known within the community. They're the go-to agent in their community. They are on social media consistently. They're doing the same. Because what happens, and you know this about social media, the people will do it for a period of time. Then it starts to work and then think, oh, I don't need to do that anymore. I'll move over to yeah. this thing. And when you're running your own business, it is hard to be yeah. consistent all the time. And therefore, it's important to understand the processes and the process works. It might not work today or tomorrow, but eventually it will work. And that's why you post in the way that you do on social media, because it works. Because you just drip, drip out yep. the videos. Exactly. And the other stuff and a few pie charts. Yeah, <laughs> you love a pie chart. Not. And <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you say? I mean, by the sounds of it, you're almost turning yourself into another EXP, aren't you? Um, we are different to EXP in that the EXP model, the big difference, the two big differences. One, um, we have a national pricing structure that we target customers with and we acquire customers on our standardized pricing model, whereas EXP model is their um, agents can charge whatever they want or whatever they uh, feel okay. they can justify in their local area. So that's a big difference. The second I would thing say is, it's not a huge difference, but there you go. Go on. Okay. I mean, it's a difference in the proposition. I don't okay. mean necessarily the pricing is different, but it's a difference in the yes. proposition. The second big difference is we provide a lot more central support for our franchises. So we have internal training teams, customer re resolution team. We generate 90% of the valuations. That's go into our agents' diaries, they can self-gen. When they self-gen, they, they get a different commercial arrangement. You know the agents that have got 10 15% market yes. share? Yes. Do they generate a lot more of their valuations? It's funny. You would think that that's the case, but they don't. They they still they generate some of additional valuations, but they still benefit from a significant but volume surely from us. Surely, that because again, I know you say that they, you know, they're not employed. They're mm -hmm. they are. It's a franchise model, so you yep. don't become foul of the thing that Purple Bricks did. Which yep. I know in a previous video we said the, their reasons for doing it was really interesting. Do check it out, boys and girls. But surely, if someone is taking a franchise, it is become beholden on those to actually generate their own business and not be a Oliver. Please, sir, can I have some more? 
And, and, and in some models, that's exactly how it works. So EXP are a classic example. They don't generate um, central valuations. Our model is just different. And some people will want to self-gen. They'll want to charge whichever fee they want. But some prefer a supported model where you get generation, you get valuations as well as what you self-gen. Some of our agents are generating 50% of the valuations that they do on a monthly basis. Do they still have to charge the fixed, same fixed fee as everyone else? Yes, yes they do. What is that presently in June 23? So um, it's not as straightforward because if you sell, we have three different packages. We have a core premium and ultimate package. We also offer a no sale, no fee package because we, have, we want to be an agent of choice, both for our agents and the consumer to make sure that we've okay. got, that we can support them. So depending on which package they sell, they pay a particular fee, which is depending on the package. So it's not straightforward. So it goes, and for agents themselves, how much percentage of the fee do they get to keep? And I'm sure it's going to be dependent on... It will depend on the, their, their product mix, but roughly 70-30. And, and, and I think... Part of the reason that we haven't made some of the traction is there is a misunderstanding about what we offer. So I think it's important okay. to clarify that it is a franchise model. Well, you do have your own business. Rona, thank you for your time today. That's been very insightful. And uh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me.